Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. We've got a lot of cool stuff for you today, including a couple segments from Scott Firestone, who was going to discuss some of the games that he played both over the weekend at and at his game night. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we're I'm trying to think what else <laughs> we've got ahead. But there's some cool stuff coming up. And oh, I'm doing a, a first impression review of Star Realms. So stay tuned for that. Before we get into it, though, I do want to remind you to check out our Patreon page. Go to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. There you can find out. Uh, there's a little link to our page, and that will take you to where you can see all the cool things that you can not only be a part of, but the cool rewards that you can get for being a patron and coming on board with us. So if you would like to do that, check that out. We really appreciate all the support. And of course, if you enjoy the show, clicking on the subscribe and rating and reviewing the show on whatever platform you're listening on, there's quite a few of them that the show is available on. So whether it's Google or iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or I don't know, there's a whole bunch of them that that anchor lists. You can always do that. And of course, we love it when you are a part of the show and you use that voice message feature. So go ahead and do that and sound off and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. All right. Well, that's all I've got for the introduction for today's show. Welcome to the show. Let's get on with it. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. I wanted to weigh in on the what did you play this weekend conversation, start things off today. I actually spent the weekend up in the mountains of Colorado at a cabin in Estes Park, which is just up the road from where I live. And it was, um, we were celebrating my in-laws 50th wedding anniversary. So there were 14 of us in this cabin. I am an introvert. So that was a lot of people for me, even people I like, but, uh, one of the things we got to do, of course, was I brought some board games, and there were some people who wanted to join in on that. And so we got in some games of Ticket to Ride, which is always a family classic. I introduced uh, everyone to Wear Words, and it was a big hit. The kids, uh, one of the kids, right after breakfast, was like, "Hey, you want to play Wear Words?" And I was like, "Well, we're gonna have to get more than two people," but it worked, and we had a lot of fun with that. Played Clank, and my ten-year-old once again just dominated that kid is so good at clank and finally got to play gans shown clever which is a roll and write game that's nominated for the kenner spiel des Jahres this year and uh i have played roll and write games in the past and i like them i don't i didn't love them but i but i had a good time and they're great for for non-gamers 
This is easily the best roll and write game I've ever played. It's terrific. Plays quickly. It plays really well with two. And it might even be best with two, in fact. And just, it's so good. It's it's six dice and uh, a sheet of scoring and a pen. That's all you need. And, man, it's super great. Makes sense that it was nominated for the Kenner Spiel. Of the other two nominees, one is Heaven and Ale, which I have played and also liked, but didn't like as much as this one. And I can't remember the other game, but I haven't played it anyway. So, Gans Shown Clever is a good game. You should check that out. I'm not sure when it's going to be available in the States or how or what publisher is going to pick it up. But it's uh, it's really great. So, that's what I played this weekend. And uh, let us know what you played and keep this conversation going. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, everybody. Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. So today is Wednesday, and that means last night was game night. So I'm going to talk about what we got to the table. First, as we were waiting for people, we played a new game that just came. And uh, I can't remember the publisher. Oh, no. I'll figure that out. But it is Visitor in Blackwater Grove, or Blackwood Grove, sorry. And uh, I heard quite a bit about this from folks at Origins. Uh, Neither Jeremiah nor AJ were able to play it while they were there, but I just remember seeing a lot of buzz about it. And it's kind of a deduction game with a theme of there's an alien, there's a kid, and there are agents. And so the Visitor creates a rule about who can get into their force field. And they are trying to work to get the kid into the force field and keep the agents out of the force field. And it's using all these, this huge deck of objects. So there are like waterfalls and bicycles and bananas and um, cars and just all kinds of different objects. That alien is creating a rule. That, so it could be, I'm only going to let things in that are made of metal. Or I'm only, only going to th- let things in that would fit into... Uh, you know, the size of a house or, or something that's only found in nature and not man-made or something like that. The agents are trying to figure out what the rule is. The kid's trying to figure out what the rule is. And the alien and the kid are trying to work together to make this happen. First impression, we only played it once and I, I was the alien and I made a very simple rule to, because no one had played before and I was playing with my 10-year-old son. So the kid was actually a kid. Um, and, um, so it ended somewhat early and somewhat anticlimactically. I would love to try this some more. My first impression is that it was pretty good, but wasn't great. And I'm hoping that subsequent plays are better. I do think it would be great with non-gamers. I will say that. Um, so that was my quick impression of that. Then we played Decrypto, which is a classic and already a classic in my opinion. We, it was just as fun. My 10-year-old is amazing at this game, and uh, I was kind of afraid he wouldn't be, and I don't know why I thought that, because he's great. And uh, we actually published a written review of that on the website today, so check it out at theologyofgames.com. You can check out all our thoughts, or all my thoughts, on Decrypto, which I totally recommend, and I think I like it better than Werewords, Codenames, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Like It is probably my favorite kind of party-ish, word-ish game right now. I love Decrypto. And finally, we played, again, Big Trouble in Little China. 
played a couple weeks ago, got our butts handed to us, and we, we quit before we even got to the second side. We were just like, there's no chance of us winning. What is the deal? Played again and had a much better experience. And I don't know if that's because two of the four of us had already played before and so kind of knew some, some tricks or whatever. We had a lot more fun this time. We got a lot further. We came close to killing uh, Lopan and um, had, just had a lot of fun. It is not a game I never I, I ever need to own, but it is a game I would happily play my friend's copy of. So if you get a chance to tr- check out Big Trouble in, in Little China, it's pretty fun. And it's very thematic. And uh, so that is what I played on Tuesday. What have you played recently? What's gotten to your table? What are your impressions of them? Let us know and uh, join in the conversation. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more Board Game Buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Okay, well, here it is. It's my first impression of Star Realms Frontiers. Now, this is almost available. You can get it, I believe it's next week at retail stores. Although I've seen a lot of like retail dates recently, so I might have that confused with another game. Anyway, but I'm just going to let you know a little bit about it. I got a copy of it while I was at Origins. White Wizard folks handed me one. So thanks for that. I really appreciate it because this game's really cool. If you like Star Realms, I'm not going to go too much into Star Realms itself. I'm pretty sure most people understand Star Realms is a very awesome deck builder. And I think uh, a lot of people think it's it's the best, if not the second. You know, it's it's right, right up there at the top of deck building. So Star Realms Frontiers, though, uh, not only does it feature these eight uh, co-op slash solo modes that you can play, there's like these adventures, which I believe, I haven't played the, the app in a while, but I believe they are all the different challenges that you can play via the Star Realms app. So it comes with these oversized boss cards and you are either playing at, against it, you know, by yourself in a solo mode or with, you know, a friend or two or three against the card. So I did get to play one of those and I played it with AJ, the co-host here on Board, Board Games Daily. And we played the Pirates of the Dark Star, which kind of seems like a more of a straightforward scenario. And basically... uh you're playing as a team against, so not players aren't necessarily taking a turn at a time. Everybody's kind of playing all their cards. You're pooling all your resources for buying cards. You can give resources to another player so they can get a better card, that kind of thing out of the trade row. And then on the boss's turn, they're going to scrap a card at the end of the trade row and move it down and then draw a card. And depending on which faction they draw, they do certain things to the players. Uh, so like if they draw the yellow faction, the boss attacks uh, with two times the cost of that card is is the attack value of that attack. So sometimes it's like, oh, okay, it hit me for two or four or whatever. Sometimes it's like, whoop-bam, it hit you for 12 or something ridiculous. So it does things like that. And that's how the boss goes. And basically you're trying to defeat the boss. You're trying to, uh, it has, I think it's 25 points per, uh, player that's playing. So we had to hit him for 50. 
but the other cool thing about this is that you can play it without those. You can just play Star Realms, and th- the entire trade deck is all new cards. So you've got your uh, original starting hand of the Scouts and the Vipers, and you've got the Explorers that you can always buy. But every other card that comes out in the trade row is completely new from the base set. So it's totally new cards. And they're very, they're going to feel familiar because the the factions still do the same thing. You know, the green one really is a heavy hitter. The red cards let you scrap cards out of your deck and so on and so on. So all of those things that you know about Star Realms is still true, but the cards are all different. It's all new ships. It's all new abilities. There's, uh, which I think they've done in other things, some of the the ally abilities require two allies to be on the table. So instead of just having one faction card that matches, you have to have two to get like a better ability. And what I noticed with a lot of the cards is not as many of them had those ally abilities. It was much harder to combo up your cards and really get some juicy combos and really hit something really hard. Uh, but other than that, it felt like Star Realms, but there was just new challenges, new ways to play it, and of course, just a ton of new cards. So that is a quick first look at Star Realms Frontiers. It's great. It's really fun. It's another really good addition to a really good game. Uh, White Wizard just uh, struck gold with this one, and not in just the terms of I'm sure they've sold a ton of copies, but man, they really made a good game that, in my opinion, has really elevated and really added great value to the hobby. They've really done something great for tabletop gaming here. So that's it. Check it out. It's available very soon. Star Realms Frontiers from White Wizard Games. We'll be back with more on Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for listening today. Well, there it is. That's today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again with more board game news and conversations and things that we can talk about. Let us know about this week's topic. If you think there are good and bad expansions out there, we want to conversate with you about that. And as always, you can check us out on social media at Theology of Games or at Board Games Daily on Twitter. Love to hear from you. And let it, let's talk board games until tomorrow. We'll be back with more. I'm Jeremiah Isley for board games daily and my co-hosts. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. Board games daily is powered by theologyofgames.com. Don't forget to head over to theologyofgames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.